0: Servus Freunde! My name is Jimmy Cage, I have reviewed almost 400 Indian movies on this channel and today I want to talk about the 1962 Hindi language musical period drama Sahib Bibi Aur Ghulam. With this review I conclude my personal little guru that retrospective. Dennis and I already reviewed his masterpiece Pyasa as well as Kaga's Keful aka Paper Flowers. And thanks to the Criterion Channel's Guru Dutt special, I was also able to watch and review Apar, Mr and Mrs 55, Chulbin Kalchand*, and now finally Sai Bibi Gulam*. After the commercial failure of Paper Flowers, Dutt decided to never direct a film himself. And this one was written and directed by Abra Alvi, who has previously worked on a lot of films with Dutt. Interestingly this was the only film he ever directed, but apparently all the song sequences were directed by Dutt himself. There are even people who claim the whole movie was actually ghost directed by Dutt because it feels so much like his other films. But Dutt after all produced it and starred in it. Sahih Bibi Al Ghulam, which can be translated as the master, the wife and the slave or servant, was based on the Bengali language novel Sahih Bibi Ghulam by Bimal Mitra, which was already turned into a Bengali movie in 1956, starring the beloved superstar Uttam Kumar. Guru Dutt's version won the National Film Award for Best Feature Film in Hindi, as well as 4 Filmfare Awards and some other prizes. It was also India's official entry for the Foreign Language Oscar, but it didn't get nominated. I found some trivia that the Academy apparently wrote a letter to that that the woman who drinks wasn't really a taboo in their culture. Meaning the Academy didn't really deem the story of the movie to be that universal. I'm not sure if such a letter really existed, but I can see the point. The movie, and I assume in that regard also the original novel, does depict a rather specific setting and for a foreigner, which of course includes me as well, it's not always easy to fully relate to characters like these if certain elements are so unfamiliar or hard to fathom. Which on one hand can take away from the emotional impact, but on the other it's certainly interesting or fascinating to get a glimpse into another culture. There are always more approaches to a movie, more perspectives, more than just one lens you can watch something under. Sahib Bibi Al Ghulam takes place in 19th century India during the British Raj, and the title refers to our three central characters a cold hearted, decadent Zamindar played by Riman, Choti Bahu, his lonely wife who longs for his companionship, played by the legendary Meena Kumari in one of her very best roles, and Bhutnat, played by Guru Dutt himself, a lower class servant. The movie has a classic flashback framework in which our protagonist reminisces over the past. A classic structure that has been used many, many times, and since this is a Guru Dutt movie, it certainly reminded me of Kagas Kefool, this older man who goes back to a place that was big and beautiful in the past and now lies in ruins. Sahi Bibi Al Ghulam is told through the perspective of Guru Dutt's character Butnad, even though there are also scenes in which he isn't present. He is our link to this world, to this specific time and place, to the world of Azaminda and his beautiful mysterious wife. The filmmakers were able to shoot in a so-called Haveli, a traditional mansion. And the location, the sets, the production design and the gorgeous cinematography by V.K. Murthy are definite strong points of the film. The atmosphere is really dense and the movie is able to immerse you into this long gone era. Nowadays it obviously has a twofold nostalgic effect. For once, because of this classical late 1950s, early 1960s style of filmmaking, and secondly, because of the depicted period setting itself. The naive or curious bootnard is a lovely protagonist, because he's able to channel our interest into this world. From the movies that I have seen, he's not our typical guru dot protagonist, and not just because of the obvious reason that he shaved his trademark mustache for the role in order to appear younger. He's a fascinating character that's coming from the outside, It's very much determined by circumstances and social hierarchy, but has still a lot of agency himself. And Dutt plays him just wonderfully. Mina Kumari, who is known as India's tragedy queen, isn't introduced on screen before the 50 minute mark, which is used beautifully to build anticipation. Especially since we and Bhutnath are first able to listen to her character singing, that beautifully fills the nights around the mansion with a bittersweet melancholy. All oh, well, while the Zamindar played by Reman, gives into his egoistical, hedonistic vices, drinking and watching prostitutes perform. Nights are not for sleeping in this world and the movie is able to create this alluring, sad and mysterious atmosphere. Mina Kumari, as expected, is outstanding in the role. We only know her from her iconic performance in pakiza and even with just these two performances, it's easy to see why she was regarded as the tragedy queen of Indian cinema. And again something that I love about Indian cinema if it's done right are the wonderful powerful introductions to these characters the build up anticipation close ups songs and so on and speaking about the songs the music was composed by Hemant Kumar with lyrics by Shakil Badayuni and the songs are really beautiful and with Guru Dutt directing the sequences themselves there are also some nice cinematic touches Like in the entire segment around the 60 minute mark, which also marks the most impressive dance number in the movie. The interplay of light and shadows, with only the singer's face being clearly visible, while all the background dancers are shrouded in shadows. It looks gorgeous. Another highlight is the song Banwara Bada which is also one of the few sequences that feature a little bit of comedy as well, which is refreshing. It's a lovely song that features the fourth important character, who I'm sure has actually more screen time than both Shoti Bahu and definitely the Zaminda. The young woman Jaba, another servant, who is played by the great Wahida Rehman. While Mina Kumari plays this tragic and at the same time larger-than-life suffering wife who is trapped in this world and marriage, Vahida Jaba is this down-to-earth and quite feisty young woman and I loved how much agency she has. In a film filled with wonderful performances, her was actually the one that I gravitated towards the most. Overall, it feels a little bit like two movies from time to time. One about the wife and her husband and Boothnut's relationship or ambiguous companionship with her and then one about the growing bond between him and Jamba. There are also some reveals about the past that come very late in the film and are coming across a bit too random or fateful for me. Sometimes the transitions and the flow of the movie is also a bit rough, for example when we go from an attack by the British directly to a song. But then again, the movie does a fine job depicting this very distinct and tumultuous time period. The decline of the feudal system, the decadence of the once rich and powerful and the huge gap to the common man. In this regard, the movie also reminded me of the such a great classic *Jal Zagar, aka the Music Room. Apparently Zahi Bibi Gulam* did only okay at the box office, but it became a beloved Bollywood classic over the years. I also read that there was actually another song in the finale that was cut by Dutt after the film's release because the audience criticized an intimate scene between Boudnard and Shoti Bahu. Himand Kumar then reused that song which became Yadil Ki Sunu, Nduni Yavalo for the 1966 movie Anupama, which I have to say is one of the most beautiful and heartfelt songs I have heard in my exploration of Indian cinema. So one movie's loss is another film's win. So in German I'd say… Sahih Bibi R. Ghulam erzählt eine atmosphärische, melancholische Geschichte über Abhängigkeiten und Verfall, inszeniert in starken Bildern, tollen Songs und unsterblichen Schauspieldarbietungen. I give Sahih Bibi Argulam 8 out of 10. It's more like 7.6. But I don't do that. Alright, that's it. Like always, comment below and let me know what you think about Sahih Bibi Argulam. You can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd and also on Patreon, simply at the Jimmy Cage. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a thumbs up, share, subscribe, whatever you like. And make sure you hit that bell, for all I have to tell.